Hello and welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast. I'm Louise O'Neill and I curate Teachers Inspire, which is organised and run by Dublin City University. We want to hear about the teacher who has made a difference in your life or in your child's life. So remember, you can nominate them now for an award at teachersinspire.ie. On the podcast, I talk to some of the amazing teachers and the people who nominated them. I also chat to other people who share their fascinating stories about teaching and teachers with me. Every year, Teachers Inspire presents awards to four teachers as part of celebrating the lasting impact a teacher can have on a student. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you will know that the impact and the difference a teacher makes frequently has very little to do with the curriculum or exam preparation. In 2022, one of those awardees was Rory Farrell. At the time, he was a teacher in a secondary school in County Wicklow, but now he is principal at Greystones Community College. Congratulations. <laughs> and he joins me now. So welcome to the podcast, Rory. Thanks, Louise. Delighted to be here. Yeah. Um, OK, Rory, you were nominated by a former student, Kira Nolan, and you were her year head for fifth and sixth year. And she told us that you were always looking and making sure everyone was OK. But when he realised I was suffering, which was probably before I even realised I had a problem, he had called me out of class one day and asked me to speak to the counsellor. So like what that is referring to is that Kira had developed an eating disorder. Um, and she says that looking back, you really saved her both mentally and physically. I mean, what's it like to hear that? Is it a bit overwhelming or? Yeah, absolutely. Look, they're very powerful words. Mm. And I suppose, you know, if we if we focus on the the the, the passing of time, it's probably 15 or 16 years mm. since um, I worked with Kira. Um, I was her year head. Um, and, you know, for someone to, I suppose, put pen to paper and write such a personal account of a time in their lives, um, in order to nominate you for an award like this is is something very special. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think we're we're doing our job day in, day out. And that's what we see it. We, mm. we see it as doing our job and, and doing our best for our students in front of us. You don't realise, I suppose, yeah. that you're having an impact um, and you don't realise that you're making a difference. So it's certainly mm. very nice to, to hear Kira's account um, of her time in school and the impact that um, I suppose one good adult had on her, yeah. in her life. Yeah, and I think that is really a, what the Teachers Inspire Awards are about, that I think it's both acknowledging, you know, I suppose the importance that a teacher can have, but also like the huge responsibility. I mm. mean, like in a situation like that, where it's a very serious mental health issue, mm. it can be a life or death mm. situation. Um, and I think one of the recurring themes that we've seen in the nominations actually is that teachers are so often like in a really prime position to notice, you know, I suppose things like changes in behaviour um that, you know, that might go unnoticed elsewhere. You know, parents are very busy mm. and, you know, like family lives can be, you know, like there's a lot going on. So I think that your intervention with Kira is a very good example of that. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what other kind of situations do teachers notice and like are there programs or initiatives to to help them 
and the students? Yeah, I think um, I think times are changing and changing very quickly. And I think schools are really at the cold face of mm. coming across issues. And, and we see the myriad of things that are going on in students' lives. And they're very different when we were in school. Mm. Um, and teachers are very well placed. Um, and I suppose you never know what mile anyone is walking and you yeah. don't know how, how it feels to be in their shoes. Yeah. So it's really important that, you know, teachers do an awful lot more than just teach their curriculum in different yeah. subjects to students that they work with. Um, they are that, you know, really important person in a student's life and take that extra interest um, to make sure they're OK and to check mm. in with them. And um, they are well placed to notice it. And mm. on the whole, it's much more personal issues, mental health issues yeah. that students are struggling with. Yeah. Um, like, do you think that's more prevalent now or just has always been the no, case? No, absolutely. It's certainly more prevalent now. Yeah. I think, you know, we talk about the COVID years, we talk about mm. social media mm-hmm. um, and the impact that that has on students. And students are always, I suppose, dealing with these challenges in their head and they're often not able to articulate it mm-hmm. and not able to deal with it and process mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked Louise there about um, certain in- interventions or initiatives that are in place. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer and I know our school is a, is a big believer in the whole one good adult piece yeah. so that outside of the family home there's one person that every young person can reach out to or yeah. talk to um, and that person's role is is very much around listening it's yeah. around I suppose challenging it's around supporting um, young people and it providing a safe space for them to talk about any issues yeah. that they have yeah. um, and I think that probably wasn't talked about as much maybe 15 or 16 years ago when Kira was in school mm. um, but it's certainly very prevalent now and teachers are upskilling in these areas mm. to ensure that they're properly equipped to yeah. support students no matter what issue they come to a classroom door or an office door yeah. with um, I mean that, that's hard because mm. you know if you're a teacher who has trained to become a math teacher mm. you know it's and then all of a sudden I suppose that you have to nearly mm. have a, a student counsellor or a guidance counsellor yeah. role as well like that is a very difficult thing to navigate I would imagine. Yeah and look it's the referral on process from there so you know you might have to have a difficult conversation with the parent first mm-hmm. to alert them to an issue mm-hmm. but equally you know I, look I'm a business teacher Um I, I'm not equipped, I suppose, to, to support students with the myriad of issues that, that they, they, they come to school with. Um, so, look, we're in a fortunate position in, in our school that we have a, a counsellor and a psychotherapist working with us. Mm, um, and look, they're so busy with appointments with students, both in small yeah. groups and one to one. But as a school principal, I very much rely on the support and the advice of both counsellor and, and psychotherapist in dealing with different issues mm. and on the best approach that we can take to support the student. Yeah. With it. I think it's great that that is in place because like I had a, an eating disorder in school and I remember like I think it was around 17 when my parents said, OK, you mm. have to start seeing a therapist. Mm. And I had to leave school early. I think it was like on a yeah. Thursday. And I said that I had like anemia and I needed, mm. like, do you know the way it was like making, because, you know, mm. I mean, at that, I mean, this was, I don't know, 2002, 2003, like no one was mm. going to see a therapist. Mm. So I just think it's really, I don't know, I just feel like it's really promising to think that there's someone in school and that that they have that access. And it's changing the narrative around yeah. it, which is so important as well. You know, it's not the big deal of going to see a therapist. Yeah. It's much more, there's somebody in the school here who cares, yes. who wants to have a chat with you to see how you're getting on yeah. to support you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 
that's the key to kind of changing this. You know, if if a student has a physical um, injury, mm. they come in with a cast on their arm mm. and they're very proud of it and yeah. they tell everybody <laughs> yeah. how it happened. Yeah. But if a student has, I suppose, um, thoughts in their head that they're not mm. sure how to express them or how to deal with them, yeah. they're often afraid to do it. Yeah. But it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just giving students the language and the skills to be able to talk about it yeah. and to be able to seek support that they you, need. You can't get your friends to like sign the cast on your brain. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know? um, now you mentioned there that you were, or you, you said are, but presumably you're not a teaching principal. Like you're just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how have you found that? Like that transition? Do you miss teaching? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a big change. I miss the impact with the students. Yeah. You know, I think every everyone everyone who's a teacher becomes a teacher to close their classroom door and to get in there with 30 students and to make your subject come alive. Mm. Um, and it's something I really, really enjoyed. Um, as I progressed and moved into deputy principal role and now into a principal role, I'm probably becoming more and more removed from that. I have less okay. contact with the students on a daily basis, which yeah. is something that upsets me greatly. Obviously, I have to say. the students in your school are very well behaved that they're not having to be sent to the, to uh, the principal uh, on a daily basis. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it, look, it's something that I need to keep trying to find the time to make time to go and mm. spend with the students as much, mm-hmm. as, as, much mm-hmm. as I can because, you know, in the job that I'm doing at the moment it's never the students that will put you in bad form you know and sometimes you have to you know when you're having a tough day you have to go and you know sit down with a group of transition years or a group of first years and just have a chat with with them about how school is going or you know and that reminds you of why you're doing the job Mm. that you do Mm. Um, I have very little impact I suppose over a you know of a a child's education or success in school now but the one thing I can do I suppose is, is try and get great teachers and great staff um, yeah. into our school yeah. and to support them to do the jobs yeah. that they do um, oh. and hope that they help the students along the way. And it, sound, it sounds like they are. Um, when did you start teaching? Uh, so I qualified as a teacher back in 2006. Okay. Um, um, and like what would you say are the changes that you've seen yeah, like the, in those 20 years, whatever. The the pace, the pace okay. has changed. You're going to say the pay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like that is, we won't talk about that here. <laughs> you can sort out a few extra Bob Louise for, uh, for sorry, all the great I'm teachers sorry. up and my, down the country. My, my, but hands are, my hands are tied there. Yeah, no, the, the pace, the pace of the work, it, it's all encompassing. Mm. Um, you know, this isn't a, a nine to four job anymore. Yeah. Um, and it probably never was. Mm. Um, but, you know, when I started teaching, you can go home in the evening and you could bring home a, a pile of copy books or do do your corrections or whatever you needed or plan your classes but now you know it's it's always on your mind mm. you know you're thinking of that poor student who you know, saw today and you noticed that was a bit out of sorts mm. you're thinking what interventions you can put in place you're seeing how you dealt with something you're reflecting on it and I think there's so much coming across the table in schools now mm. and schools are I suppose it comes across in the media that schools are you know, painted out as being the solution to all of, um, you know, the country's problems in terms of, oh, let the schools tackle it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's students or there's young people jumping off the the pier in Greystones. Mm -hmm. Schools need to uh, Mm -hmm. follow and deal with that issue. And I think everything is becoming a school issue. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's very hard for us to to achieve everything and to do everything. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and look, we're relying on the few champions on our staff to, to drive different initiatives, you know, for someone to take a, a particular personal interest in a topic or an area and to work with groups of students to progress change in those areas too. It's just, it, I, I, I keep saying this, but like it is a vocation, like you could mm. not go into this career mm. without really mm. loving it mm. and without really, I think, 
um, I don't know, just understanding like because the, the importance of it mm. and the responsibility and how wide ranging yeah. sort of your your job, like the the job description can be is mm. is just incredible. Mm. Um, so why do you think like when you when you think back to yourself now filling out your CAO form, like why do you think you decided to become a teacher? Was there like a particular teacher in your life that was, you know, inspiration? Are you are you going to nominate them for Teachers Inspired? Yeah, look, I, mu- <laughs> I must think about it in, in fairness. No, look, I, I suppose I was very fortunate growing up um, to have uh, my father, actually. My father was, oh. a, was a teacher. Um, and I, I suppose my memory is, is kind of shady on it, but all I remember is him loving what he did. Mm. Um, and there was never a, you know, he never came home in the evenings giving out about it. He was very well respected in the communities in which he worked. Mm. Um, and I think I obviously got, you know, a great buzz from that. And I think it's it's probably not easy to, um, you know, I obviously went to school in the same town. I didn't go to the school that he teaches in. But, you know, when your your son is, is probably getting up to all sorts at the weekends <laughs> or whatever, for him to hear that back in his own school mustn't have been very easy for him yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But equally, look, he took it all in his stride as well. But look, as a young, a young, a young boy myself, um, I was, and I, reflecting on this, I was very fortunate to have lots of young male teachers. Mm. And I think yeah. that's very important for young lads today mm. that they have, you know, good male role models that in ins- inspire them. And, and look, I'm, yeah. when I'm talking about primary, there's, I had four particular male I don't teachers. don't think you would get that today. No, it's no. really a problem, actually. And, you know, I think I, I look back on them so fondly. One of them was a Gwail Gore. And, you know, I improved my, my cupola mm. focal from that. Mm. Um, and I still have, have, have very good memories there. One was a historian and a writer. And I gained so wow. much there. Um, and I suppose above all, they were just young male teachers who were passionate about what they did mm. and without me even thinking at the time they were role models yeah. for me yeah, um, one in particular he was actually went on to be the principal of the school Joss Furlong was his name um, and I just wanted to be like him when I grew up. That's very sweet. And, you know, there's, you know, things that he'd, he'd spend time talking to us about. You know, he was an, an avid blood donor and because of that, I think I badgered my parents into going oh, to give blood. Wow. And now I'm, I, you know, religiously every every three months I give blood myself. Oh my God, that's, that's so amazing. it's, you know, it's it's the value of having those role models yourself as you're growing up. And I think that instills in you what it takes to be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose we, 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 we try very hard to, to, to be that good role model and that inspiration yeah. for other students that we work with as well. OK, Rory, I think you have mentioned five people there that you're going to nominate. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Teachers Inspire. <laughs> .ie. Um, it would be really funny if your dad um, won one as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and not another generation of Farrells, you know, like uh, winning this award. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. That w- it was just so great um, to to hear you speak. And you know, as I said, just you know, thank you again for your um, intervention with Kira. Like it obviously, you know, really changed her life. Great. And Louise, just to thank the the team at uh, Teachers Inspire um, for us, I suppose, to to be recognised in this way and to you know to have a special day out. With, mm. with with your family um, and for them to see the impact of the work yeah. that you do um, you know they see you at the worst of times when you're having a bad day in school or whatever yeah. but it's lovely for them to be able to share in a, in a positive experience yeah. as well so thank you Thanks. Now remember you can find out more about Teachers Inspire you can nominate a teacher for the award and you can find links to other episodes of the podcast at teachersinspire.ie or you can listen wherever you get your podcasts Until next time.